0: Working remotely has long been identified as a family-friendly benefit that employees value and that organizations can offer to attract top talent. With the pandemic, many of us were forced to work from home, whether we or our organization actually liked it or not. In fact, approximately 69% of U.S. employees worked from home at the peak of the pandemic. And 82% report that they would like to work from home at least part of the time when the pandemic is over. In other words, remote work is here to stay. And in today's episode, I'm going to share five ways to elevate your remote work experience. If you stick around until the end, I may even share a couple bonus tips. Let's refuse to settle for the status quo. Hello and welcome to the Elegant Balance Podcast, where we explore how to create a well-balanced life full of simplicity, joy, and beauty. I'm your hostess, Dr. Kaylee Hackney, wife, working mom, and expert in the work-life interface. In this podcast, I'll be sharing the science behind work-life balance, practical tips, and plenty of love and encouragement along the way. My desire is to inspire women to pursue their elegant balance. I'm so excited that you're here. Let's get started. Good morning, everyone. How are you doing? I am sitting here in our office on one of the first cool days of fall here in Waco and enjoying a hot cup of coffee. So it doesn't really get much better than that. I am so excited to be here with you guys today. I look forward to recording these podcasts every week. It's so much fun for me to sit down and it's almost like I get to hang out with you, um, like you're here with me in the room. But anyway, so if you, you probably already heard in the intro that today's episode is focused on working remotely and you can Google tips and tricks for working remotely and come up with hundreds of results and probably get all the tips that you need. And so I tried to focus today's episode on the ideas that I can uniquely provide as a work family researcher, but also just as someone who loves to take everything, um, everyday life, and just elevate it, just make it a little bit more beautiful, a little bit more fun, and more enjoyable. So that's what we're going to focus on today, elevating your working from home or your remote work a few of you mentioned on instagram that this is something that you would be interested in so thank you for letting me know that so that i had um, some idea of what um, what you all are interested in learning about some of you also mentioned you'd be interested in simple living and when i sat down to think about podcast episodes with regards to simple living i realized that i have at least four to six episodes that i could do on that topic alone. And so, stay tuned, we will likely do a series on simple living in the next couple of weeks. Okay, so without further ado, let's just jump straight into the five ways to elevate your remote work. The first is to make sure that you have the necessary tools. So, first and foremost, make sure that you have the tools to do your job. There is nothing elegant about taking twice as long to do something because you're using outdated or ineffective tools. Think about your office space at work. What tools are available to you there? Which ones do you actually use? Now think about your workspace at home. What tools are missing? Maybe your laptop is clunky and you need a newer version. Maybe you're constantly traveling between your desk at home to a coffee shop and are tired of unplugging and plugging in your computer charger that would be me my hand is raised there if that is you invest in a second one I know I did and it makes a huge difference maybe it's as simple as just putting your favorite pins and scissors and post-its and stapler and tape dispenser in a designated drawer or tote so that you are not running through the house looking for things when your kids misplace them now if you're anything like me, you like to bounce around between working from home and working from your favorite coffee shops. If that's the case, have a designated bag. Mine is a, it's a nice, beautiful black backpack that you pack with all of the office essentials. For example, mine has a notebook, headphones, a wireless mouse, three pens, um, one of each of different colors black, red, and purple. 2 pink highlighters, a block of post-it notes, a laptop charger, a portable ring light, and a phone charger. In other words, it is literally my office in a bag. It doesn't matter where I go, if I have that bag with me, I know that I have the tools that I need to get my work done. Also, I don't have to waste precious time packing my bag each day because I just leave all of that stuff in there. And I don't have to worry about making decisions about what to pack and what not to pack which leads to decision fatigue right i only have to think about it the one time that i packed the bag and then i'm done i can just take it with me whenever i need to one last thing for this tip before you run off and go on a shopping spree at office depot or at target i highly encourage you to reach out to your supervisor chances are that they would be happy to help you get the tools that you need, especially if you tell them that it will help boost your productivity. The worst thing they can say is no, and then you decide whether it's worth an investment on your part or not. Okay, the second way to elevate your remote work is to create a beautiful workspace. The really cool thing about working from home is that you have complete control over your workspace. You are not limited to the office furniture or the decor that somebody else picked out. There are no rules against plants or candles unless you made them. And the sky really is the limit. What are your favorite colors? What is your favorite scent? To truly elevate the working from home experience, think about the items that you love and that bring you joy. Things like candles or throw pillows or wall decor or your office supplies or your coffee mug that you drink out of each morning or a plant that you sit next to your desk. Incorporating these things into your workspace at home is going to make your workspace more beautiful and help it become a place that you actually enjoy spending time. Beyond just surrounding yourself with these items that you love, decluttering can also make a really huge difference. When you get rid of the clutter from your physical space, you open mental space to focus on the work that needs to be done. I know that this might sound contradictory, but if you get rid of the excess and then only keep the things that you truly love, things that bring you joy, your workspace will be even more enjoyable to spend time in. Because no matter where you look, there's something beautiful for your eyes to rest on. Okay, now I recognize that you may not have a home office that you can just go crazy in and decorate. And that's okay. In fact, for the past two years I have been working on a folding table in my bedroom. Even though that folding table is not a glamorous Pinterest perfect home office, I have done my best to make the best of it. I've arranged my favorite books on the bookshelf next to me. I add fresh flowers to my nightstand every few weeks. So that is literally what I look at from my desk. Um, I, each morning, I do like a quick pickup of the bedroom where I put away anything that's out of place. I make the bed, since again, that's what I'm staring at every day. And then I light my favorite candle, put on some relaxing jazz music, and I'm ready to start the day in a beautiful space that I love. My point is... That you can take steps to create a beautiful workspace no matter if you're working in the home office the bedroom like I am or at the kitchen table it just comes down to intentionally surrounding yourself with beauty okay so the third tip is to set office hours we've discussed the importance of establishing a routine on this show before But routines come up again and again because they are so helpful in creating the work-life balance that you desire. Routines allow us to know what to expect each day. They keep us on task without us having to waste precious cognitive energy on making decisions about what to do next, which could lead to procrastination or decision fatigue. I have discussed decision fatigue um, previously on this show and how to overcome it. So if you missed that episode, make sure to go back and listen to it. I will link to it in the show notes. Further, setting office hours is going to set some boundaries around what you work on and when you work on it, which is really helpful. If you listened to last week's episode, which was episode 26, I will also link to that in the show notes. You heard me mention that identifying and taking advantage of your individual peak productivity time is key to making your workday more elegant. I cannot emphasize enough how powerful this can be in terms of your productivity. I can get three times the amount of work done during eight to noon, which is my peak productivity time, than I can do before or after that. Apply this to your office hours. In other words, set your office hours during your best time so that you can do your best work with the least amount of effort on your part. Okay, the fourth tip is to take breaks. There is nothing lazy about taking a break. In fact, research recently conducted by some of my colleagues at Baylor found that employees who take breaks can actually recover the resources that they lost throughout the workday which ultimately has an impact on their health, their well-being, and their job attitudes. Further, breaks taken earlier in the day were more effective at resource recovery, and employees experienced the best results when they took short breaks frequently throughout the day. In other words, breaks are good for you. Don't feel guilty about taking those breaks. The flexibility allowed by working remotely is one of the most exciting and beautiful aspects of remote work. Take full advantage of this flexibility by taking breaks. And not just ordinary bathroom breaks. You all know that I am not about being ordinary. Infuse each of your breaks with something that you love, something that adds a little bit of beauty or joy to your life. Move your body by taking a walk outside, appreciating the beauty of nature as you go. Turn on your favorite song and have a dance party in the living room. Relax and recharge by taking a mid-afternoon bubble bath or nap. That's the beauty of being at home. Okay, the fifth tip is to know yourself. To truly elevate your work-from-home experience, you have to get to know yourself. If you fail to get to know yourself and instead work against yourself and your natural tendencies, then you are only going to be met with friction, not ease. When I say get to know yourself, I'm specifically thinking about your preferred boundary management style. Work family research has shown that employees have different preferences and styles for integrating their work and their family lives. With many of us working from home right now, it's important to recognize our preferences and then play to our strengths. Okay, so the two different styles, On the one hand, you have those who prefer segmentation. These individuals prefer to keep their work and their non-work lives very separate. They want strict boundaries. If this is you, remote work may be difficult for you because you are being asked to work at the same time and in the same place that your non-work life occurs. This means that working in a designated workspace, preferably one that is beautiful, and then setting strict office hours is going to be extremely beneficial for you. If you prefer segmentation, this is also something that's really beneficial to talk through with your spouse. I know for me and my husband, I am more of an integrator, which we'll talk about in a minute, but he is more of a segmenter. And I used to get so frustrated that he didn't work from home the exact same way that I did until I realized that we just have different boundary management styles. So on the other hand, let me introduce integration. On the other hand, you have those who prefer integration. These are individuals who are super comfortable moving back and forth between work and non-work demands. A strict separation is not necessary for them. If this is you, you may like to bounce back and forth between washing the dishes and answering emails, throwing in a load of laundry, and then jumping on a Zoom call. Being able to go back and forth between work and non-work is great. I personally love love being able to do that, but you will still need to set up some sort of routine for yourself, otherwise you are going to risk getting off track and spending your time unwisely. Okay, at the very beginning of this episode I said I had a couple bonus tips. As I was working on this episode for you all, I couldn't limit it to five, so I thought I'd just throw in a few bonuses. The first one is to dress your best. Even though you're working from home, dressing the part of an employee can make a huge difference in how you show up each day. Think about how you feel in your yoga pants and baggy sweaters versus that beautiful dress and pair of high heels that you wear to the office. I have even been known to put on perfume and lipstick just so that I could sit at my computer all day. How you dress impacts how you feel and that ultimately is going to show up in your performance at work. Okay, the final and the, the other bonus tip is just to accept that it's not going to be perfect. We have discussed this previously um, in an episode focused on perfectionism, which I can link to in the show notes if you want to go back and check it out. But you are not perfect. And you know what? Neither is your supervisor your organization, your spouse, or your children. Let go of your unrealistic expectations about what working remotely should look like and instead figure out what it does look like for you. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode and if anything, that it started helping you think through how you can not only just work remotely and survive working remotely, but instead elevate it to where you're thriving working from home. If you would like to connect outside of this podcast space, I would love to hear from you and connect over on Instagram. You can follow me at Hackney and send me a DM. Let me know what you like about the show. Introduce yourself. Let me know maybe what you're struggling with with work-life balance or things that you have that you found that work really well. I would love to hear any and all of the above. Have a beautiful, joy-filled week, friends. Thank you so much for listening to the Elegant Balance Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any of our future conversations. Also, it would mean a lot to me if you could leave me a five-star rating and review in iTunes or wherever you're listening to this episode. Thank you, friends, and have a beautiful, joy-filled week.